0: Drug abuse costs you and your fellow Americans at least $60 billion a year.
1: Shout out Groove Damage for that sick intro song. Fuck yeah, dude. Those are the boys, dude. They'll have an album coming out sometime this year. Uh, we've been working hard on it. But yeah, shout out Groove Damage from Canoga Park. California. Yeah. <laughs> Are they yeah.
2: on uh, Spotify? Can people? Um,
1: uh, no, they don't have anything out yet, so they will be on Spotify. Um, but they, uh, Badass yeah, they not they anything released yet.
3: They whipped up our uh, intro song in just a few minutes. It's uh, yeah. So shouts out them. It's really freaking sick. I'm happy yeah, thanks, with it. thanks, Uh, yeah. But
1: he- hell yeah, thanks.
3: Welcome back to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. I am your host Raven. I am joined by my co-host Micah and Ryan. You guys want to say hi? Hey everyone, what's up? What's up? Awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, I just wanted to start out by saying that uh, that with our subject today, there's way too much to talk about in one episode. Uh, so we're just going to go uh, go ahead and give you the basics on everything you need to know. And as you could tell by the title, we're going to be talking about cocaine, baby. I'm talking blow, white girl, snow, coca, nose beers, nose candy, dude.
1: Any other uh, any other names for it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. lost me a bit there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think it goes without saying that cocaine has a lot of street names. I think it's mainly due to its popularity. A lot of people have their own nicknames for it. I've heard people call it weird things. I've heard uh, it Beaks. I have a friend that calls it Beaks, which is really funny because it's like, you know, you got like a beak on your nose. Oh. And you put it up your nose. Oh. I was <laughs> if that was. Yeah, maybe, because, i was like, I've never heard that. <laughs> have you heard any fun ones?
2: Any ones? I don't know.
1: I mean, I think you covered most of them. Those are all the really ones I've heard. Like, yeah, you said like nose candy and stuff already. Did you already call? You said white girl, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said white girl. Um, my brother texted me one. He said booger sugar.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's that's the one I was thinking of. That uh, he he calls it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, talk 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 booger talk 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 chalk.
3: Oh, talk chalk. That's yeah. a really good one.
2: Because it's chalky and it makes people talk about.
3: It. Yeah, yeah. There's just interesting. Too many freaking names for it. It's because everyone and their sister
2: has done
1: cocaine, <laughs> right? Well, I know, I mean, dude. Yeah,
3: you would think that, right? You would think would. That. I always think that, like everyone's tried it, but then you just like meet someone who's like forty and has never tried it. It's so like like, a uniform. I mean, it's
1: probably similar to, like, because I've heard a lot of people say, like, in the 80s, it was similar to, like, how marijuana is now. And, uh like, so it's, like, you know, like, people nowadays still don't smoke weed, but even though it's, like, yeah. so prevalent in society and stuff. But, like, in the 80s, that's how cocaine was. Right. There's yeah. always going to be so, some you know, There's going to be people that didn't try it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of the interesting thing about coke, I feel like, is, like, There's always
2: a really bad stigma, but then at the same time, it's, like, popularized and glamorized in our movies where, like, we think of celebrities and rich people as, like, people that do cocaine and we're we're just
3: okay with it. Yeah. But then when you find out (laughs) one of them hasn't,
2: you're surprised.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) You're like, whoa, dude, you brought blow to this party? You're nuts, dude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I I, I said when you find out someone has not done cocaine, you're surprised. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, cut, that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cut that Cut that. Whoever's editing this, cut that out. Uh, yeah, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm actually more surprised when I find out an older person hasn't tried it than a younger person. Because I totally understand why a young person wouldn't try it. Especially nowadays.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah,
3: dude. Which we'll get fentanyl into. and shit. Well, yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, we should probably discuss what (laughs) cocaine is for the people who haven't tried it, you know, Uh, because there are millions of people who have not tried cocaine, people who... Yeah, Raven, in, tell me tell me what cocaine is. I'm, I'm not familiar. <laughs> um, yeah, and especially with so many nicknames, you know, it could get confusing. If, if you heard someone come up to you, if you were at a party and someone came up to you and was like, hey, man, you want some snooters? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want some booger sugar? You might be really fucking confused, you know? Yeah, uh, I'd be like, what is that, a firework? <laughs> yeah. <That'd be laughs> some <more> snooters. <laughs> yeah, like think about if we, we had like 50 different nicknames for water. Things would get real fucking. And confusing. If someone's like, "Hey man, you need some hydration sauce," <laughs> it's like, "What?" <laughs> I need to get lost in H2O. that sauce. <laughs> Give me some of that clear <laughs> liquid lost in man. the sauce. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, what is it? What yeah, is it? dude, you could say someone drowned. They're fucking. They got lost in the sauce. I used to call it. I used That's to call so it weird. dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, all this dihydrogen oh, really? monoxide
2: that they're pumping into the." the water or into the ecosystem is just so bad. And she, was like, she was like, really, is it? And I was like, yeah. That's just you've gotten H2O. me with that
1: one, actually. <laughs> I have, literally yeah. word for word with that. You've gotten me with it. And I was like, whoa, uh, really?
0: Uh, that's so
3: funny. Sorry. Yeah. It, uh, it, so yeah, needless to say, having a lot of uh, nicknames for something can cause quite a bit of confusion. Uh, So, yeah, cocaine, it is a stimulant. It is a drug. It is typically bought and sold as like a whitish powder. It can even be almost like a clay consistency, but typically not. It's going to be like a whitish powder, maybe with like a yellow hue. Um, Its purity can have what many people refer to as like a fish scale effect. Meaning that when you look at it up close, it'll have the same iridescent shine as like a fish scale would up close. And people usually refer to that as more pure cocaine. More pure cocaine will have more of a fish scale look to it. Um, On a recreational level, people usually purchase like one gram to like 3.5 grams for a night if they have like friends around I guess would be like more <laughs> like a a, a 3.5 mm-hmm. gram and it, they only go 3.5 gram it's called an eight ball usually people will get that for like a weekend very interesting yeah 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 uh so yeah that's usually like how it's it purchased is is in
2: powder and- isn't it incredibly expensive because like People are always like saying it's like the rich people drug.
3: Yeah, so the weird thing about the price is Mm. it can fluctuate so much from a city to city and even state to state. Uh, I know like in Oregon, say, if you were going to try to purchase cocaine, you would probably, I'm not saying but from experience, uh, you'd probably be spending (laughs) (laughs) around $100 a gram, which a gram, if you know weights, is not a lot. A gram is a very tiny Yeah, you said
2: amount. that's like a one-night thing, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Usually that would be enough to split Damn. between two people for a night. Uh, well, depending wow. on the purity, though. So that's a, that's a whole thing, too, is it depending on the purity, one gram can be a lot. Or it could be a very little amount. Because um, just—we'll get into, like, the different reasons why uh, it can fluctuate so much— um, but yeah, so it can go from either $100 a gram in a place like Oregon or even as low as like $50 a gram in a place like New York City. It, it's crazy. And with that, you're not really paying extra to guarantee a higher purity. It's it's kind of like a supply and demand
2: kind of thing. I wonder if it's just because like, yeah, like maybe from like some of the, the places, like, like Oregon's just not that close to
1: some of the the main borders
2: for south america i don't know right right
1: um, no i was about to say that because like down here like i've heard like obviously not from experience i (laughs) I do not indulge in cocaine not a fan uh but you know uh it's so close (laughs) to the the southern (laughs) well it's so so close to the southern borders that like i assume like you know you think about it like ups or fedex like shipping and handling like how much they, like, charge for, like, where you're going, like, obviously the further you go, the more expensive <laughs> it's going to be. So I assume, you know, drugs are probably similar to that. So yeah. the further you have to get it away from the border, like, into the central, you know, Midwest, or, like, the central part of the of the country, then it's probably going to be more expensive.
3: Right, and the, the weird thing is, though, with, uh, with like, New York being so far away from the border is it's because it comes off the ships. They have a way to traffic right. the, all the ports. In the, in the ship. So that's why you would think like in Portland yeah. area it would be cheap because there's a ton of port. Oh, yeah. Portland. It's a know? good point.
2: Yeah, it's a port city. so it might just um, be the money. That's a good point you I make think. there. Like the fact that there's just so many more rich people in New York than somewhere like Portland.
3: Yeah, that's true. That is true. And there's more yeah. people. So it's easier to sell drugs and get away with it. It's probably a huge thing. Yeah, I would
2: assume that's a lot. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, and w- with what I was saying about… Um, price can't really guarantee you purity. Um, and speaking on the purity thing, I wanted to just dispel one huge myth that I've heard over time about cocaine is that it is pure. Um, or it, that it is a safe drug to take. It is... It's is, uh, it's more complicated than that. You To say cocaine... Like, they used to put cocaine in, like, Coca-Cola. So to say cocaine is safe is very subjective.
1: Um, well, it also used to be used for, like... Like pharmaceutical purposes, too. Still, Still is. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, right, right. Jinx, 9,
2: 10. Now you owe me a Coke.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. So I would say, like, uh, so this, uh, I would say that most people, when they buy cocaine off the street, I would say that 98% of the people buying cocaine aren't testing it and they're going to just blindly trust their source. In regards to its purity, which Wait, do you mean testing it like testing it for fentanyl? Because you can't really test cocaine for cocaine. Like that's yeah, not-
2: like purity-wise. Yeah, like- you can't really
3: test the purity. But I would say most people aren't testing it for things that maybe cut into it, which is the scary part.
2: Oh, no, um, yeah, because they don't really right. care. They're like, oh, whatever. Like, cause what kind of cuts are in there? Right, yeah. Cause well, for the
3: longest time, Coke has been one of the most tampered with drugs it's been one of the most stepped on drugs i think it's due to it's really high like it's highly potent so for the longest time even before they started getting like massively cut with potentially dangerous stuff it's been cut with things like baby laxative um meth powdered caffeine boric acid like all kinds of shit you don't want to be snorting like (laughs) i don't know what boric acid is (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't Dude, know Boric acid is just have borax shit. I'm pretty sure that's the shit You can make like soap with or Yeah something. no yeah It's from It's sourced Damn. from bor- uh, borax <laughs> It's disgusting I, Holy shit it, People just like are, Have been cutting it With the most wild stuff forever um, and, and it's due to It takes such a small amount Of pure cocaine To get you high So people can really like Expand the uh, the quantity And still maintain mm. Some of that potency um really very right, easily. Yeah. That's a good point. But um, however, it's not impossible to get clean uh in pure cocaine. It is highly unlikely, especially in the United States, um, especially since the introduction of fentanyl. And every okay, even if you've never tried cocaine, even if you don't know what cocaine is, you should know what fentanyl is. It has been in the news for years now. Uh it is Horrible. Uh, Tons of people have actually died from what they believe to be pure cocaine due to a very tiny amount of fentanyl cut into it, which is insanely scary.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying, dude. So, Um, like, we should, yeah, we should just really
2: quick say, like, what fentanyl is, because I think a lot of people have been hearing the term thrown around in the news, but um, it is, you know, it's a synthetic opioid that's like a hundred times stronger than morphine. Yeah. And, and the micrograms, like m- microgram amounts of it can be a lethal dose. And that, you know, is barely… You could barely see that with the naked eye. Um, however, we got to touch on the fact that I don't know if fentanyl is actually being cut in to cocaine.
3: Not as a filler, yeah. Not that's, as that's like the... a, yeah, a
2: filler. I think that it's accidentally getting in there when… These cartels and these big gangs are cutting all their other drugs like opioids right. and benzos um, with fentanyl to just, you know, get people more addicted. And we have to, that's the other thing we should say is that fentanyl, I'm pretty sure, is incredibly cheap to produce. And yeah. because it's so potent, it's just one of the biggest money markets nowadays. And people think, oh, well, mm-hmm. why would they be killing off their customer base with this stuff? But truly, they're just making customers at an exponential level because of it that they don't, there's no reason for them to
3: care. Right. And to branch not too Uh, far off from cocaine, um, if you watch any documentaries about like drug use in in the United States, a lot of people who used to be heroin addicts have switched primarily to fentanyl because of its potency. And it's so readily available everywhere because it is cheap to make. So a lot of people who used to just take heroin have switched to fentanyl on purpose because they prefer it because it's cheaper and more potent which is yeah maybe partially why it's getting into the cocaine because i can't imagine they would be uh cutting the cocaine with fentanyl on purpose
2: (laughs) no and i don't think they are because that's the thing is sometimes a whole group of people are partying on that eight ball of cocaine that they bought for the weekend right and then one person dies. yeah and I think they refer to that as like a hot spot in the bag of cocaine. So in a sense, if you try to test with mm. fentanyl test strips for the fentanyl in your cocaine, you have to technically test your entire sample of the stuff that you just bought. And you are likely not going to do that. Right. Especially if you're going out and partying with your friends.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of the times right. people will be like… So, someone will try it and be like, Oh, he tried it. It's safe. The whole bag is safe. I just saw someone do it and they didn't croak over and die. So the whole thing is safe when bad assumption because that tiny amount hiding in the corner of the bag is just enough to kill someone. Like,
1: and that which is fucking wild that yeah. people aren't testing more. Like, I guess people just don't know this information, I guess is why people don't. No, test it, I so. think a lot of
2: people do know it. And like I said, they're just, they don't care. Yeah. They're wanting to
1: party and they, that's, they want to keep using nuts. it the way that
2: they, you know, feel that everyone has used it in the past. Right. They, they feel that they're, yeah, it's cool to use cocaine. So
3: people feel entitled to do whatever they want, and yeah. you know, people know the risks. Yeah, and they just choose to do the cocaine, and especially you know when they're drinking and they're, you know, they they don't have the clearest of mind. They're like, oh, a little bit of fentanyl is not going to kill me. I'll just do a bump of coke, you know, <laughs> or
1: something, you know. Yeah, uh, that, that's a good be, point. Wow, could very yeah, well be fucked. the
2: case. Yeah, I think that is the thing. A lot of the times people do cocaine when they're drinking. Right. You know, it's that kind of uh, uh, bar setting yeah. or club setting. And you're, you're, I think cocaine, what I've heard is that it helps if you're really drunk and you're kind of getting sick from the alcohol, it can help bring you back. So I think it's. Pretty popular in the parties uh, and uh, like clubbing and stuff. Yeah, I, I would definitely yeah, say it's sense. probably one which of them- in that setting, like if you bought it from that like some random person, you're not
1: gonna test it. No, no,
3: you, you don't. You're not <laughs> yeah, gonna have seriously. the means to <laughs>
2: test
1: it. Right? Well, I mean, you're not gonna have the time to test it if you bought it from like. So you weren't planning <laughs> on doing blow or coke or whatever you want to call it, uh, and then like you know all of a sudden someone's like, hey, do you want to do something? It's like you're not gonna fucking be like, oh, let me take the time to test it. And let me whip out it, my test order, kit. Which- no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, before, yeah, before we go any deeper, I just want to mention that cocaine is federally illegal in all states. So it, if you're going into a bar and looking to buy it, just know that it, it, it is illegal completely. Um, it is classified as a Schedule II drug, meaning it is considered to have a high potential for abuse uh, with use potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. So just know that it is illegal It is an illegal drug that we are discussing today. So don't
2: buy any. Well, actually, I mean, you missed. I think there's still a piece of Schedule 2, right? And that's that it has a current accepted medical usage. Oh,
3: it did not say that on the DEA's website. Uh Because I pulled that straight from the DEA's website. They forgot to mention that.
2: Yeah, because I think that's that's (laughs) what deems it. Like, that's what's so interesting that some people don't know. It's that, like, things like cannabis and psychedelics are all schedule 1 and they say that there's no current accepted medical like use or value to them and that they're highly potent and addictive dangerous drugs right uh but cocaine and methamphetamine are both schedule 2 because they have a medical usage
3: methamphetamine is schedule 2
2: yeah uh, there's yeah. actually a pres- there's a prescription drug i forget the generic name for it but it's methamphetamine hydrochloride it's uh Approved for ages six years and older for the treatment of ADD slash ADHD. Pretty sad. No, no, it's not Adderall. It's literally <laughs> methamphetamine. I know, I'm just, wow, <laughs> it's that's so It's methamphetamine now. hydrochloride, like wow. ten milligram pills. Yeah. Jesus that's crazy. There, that's insane. I forget the name. Uh, it's funny because we actually des- we actually kind of talked about what? Uh, sorry, I forgot. The, the name is Desoxin. So, um, if oh, your kid shit. is taking Thanks. Desoxin, you should probably. Get them off that shit.
3: Or steal his medication. Yeah. Either or- <laughs> way. <sell> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it's funny because we actually
1: talked about this a little bit uh, last episode of uh, how you read something off the DA's website and it still was wrong. Uh, Dude, you <laughs> have to like- click
3: like th- five different links for one different drug and they won't even say the schedule on half of them. And then, I don't know, it, their website's
1: all messed up. Sounds like American Damn. bureaucracy. DA-
3: America. Fuck yeah!
1: <laughs> just that's our tax money just going to nothing, dude. They
3: can't even figure out a website. Have
1: you been on the uh, DMV's website recently?
3: <laughs> yes, it's even fucking worse, dude. They told me two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're awful. <laughs> you All guys right, want to DMV talk about
2: DMV? DMV. <laughs> we should do a DMV episode. We should. Do it. We, could, we could make <laughs> it last
3: five hours. Just like we they. should just go smoke weed in the DMV and record it in a
1: podcast. <laughs> in a live DMV. pod from the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> I just dmt dmt
3: in the, the dmv dude that's
2: an episode <laughs> with joe rogan <laughs> <laughs> no. God damn it. all right all right uh, so let's all
3: right, talk about let's talk about the history a little bit well no, of-
2: we should say something interesting about organ and the legal thing is that technically i think we mentioned this in well our- we
3: we mentioned this in the last episode uh that uh uh Oregon is a state that has decriminalized all drugs. So if you get caught with cocaine in Oregon, you will just get a $100 ticket or mental health or or you'll you'll get sent to rehab or get a $100 ticket. Yeah. But Hell yeah, dude. I voted for that, dude. It's just very interesting I, I helped, that that— like, I helped with that vote.
2: Cocaine lands under that, you know.
3: It is really cool. It is really cool. Um, I don't think if you get caught with a gram of coke in your pocket after parting for a night that you should get thrown in jail. I think that's completely no. arbitrary. Yeah. They're like,
2: you're selling. <laughs> you got enough <laughs> to get— Well, and—
3: Don't you— Don't you
1: years. Guys know
2: about, like, how I'm pretty sure crack cocaine in different states and cities is— uh, Has— Carries a heavier sentence. Yep. Than I have coke, heard that, yeah. Which technically they're the same drug. Yeah. Yep. And I don't even know why I said technically they are the same drug. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, yeah.
3: I want to talk about crack in its own entire episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I feel there is a whole lot to so cover stupid. even with that. <laughs> it, 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 it is the same episode. I We should talk about that actually. And to dispel that myth, I totally didn't even think about that. A lot of people don't think crack and cocaine, like, well, it is crack cocaine. They, they are the same exact. Drug, like yeah. they are the same. It is a, just a right, different. They're just different method uh, of ingestion. So you right. cook down the cocaine into a smokable form, essentially.
1: Yeah, it's it's basifying, right. which is why it. Right, which is why it lasts it has different effects, basically, because of the way you're ingesting it. Yeah,
2: just like any drug, right? Right. And yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. if you smoke cocaine, I'm pretty sure it just breaks it down because cocaine and it's salt form it just it just it's destroyed by heat and so they have to turn it into this crack and all that is is just yeah it's the basic form yeah um
3: yeah it it is weird that it could have such a different effect because if you smoke cocaine it's not gonna hit you like if you smoke crack really i don't i think you'd have to smoke quite a bit wouldn't you
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not the expert here. It's, it's not necessarily
3: a smokable form in the in the, in no, the exactly. way that you would snort it.
1: Um I I see. Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, like I've been boofing my express espresso every morning and it's getting
1: So, <laughs> okay. an espresso long. maker or an, an espresso machine when you just boof your beans, dude?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Homemade espresso.
3: <laughs> Homemade espresso.
1: <laughs> in-house,
3: made in house. <laughs> nice. <Today> it's bold. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, let's talk about a little bit of the origin of cocaine. If you guys want. You guys want to talk about the origin? We can talk yeah, about it. Origins, yeah, origins, baby. Let's, let's <laughs> learn. All right. I'm trying to get learnt. All right. If we go in our time machine and then zip through time, all the way through time Whee! to South America. <laughs> in, like, in like Bolivia area, you know? <laughs> Those cool-ass freaking forests through there. In South America, there is a plant that lives called the cocoa plant. It has been being chewed by the uh, by the indigenous peoples there for th- literally over a thousand years. They have found this plant very useful in their societies, and uh, they they found it pretty quick. Which honestly, kudos to them. You know, I wish I could find something just growing <laughs> that I could just chew on. <laughs> they they found it would give them. Uh, uh, euphoria, energy, and they would use it as a medicine. They would grind it up. Uh, and they would grind up the dry leaves into a powder or a paste. And they would actually apply it to, like, wounds and stuff. And use it as a local anesthetic to help with pain, swelling. And they thought it would help with infections. They they would put it on, like, maggots and stuff that were growing out of infections. And it would kill the maggots, which is interesting. That an Very infection can wow. get that bad. It that it's also toxic. used for... um uh what you call it? Yeah, it is used for that.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no uh, elevation sickness. Cause I think oh, it yeah, grows yeah. in really, oh. really high mountains in Bolivia and yeah. Colombia and places. And you, so you are uh, correct about that. Yeah, it actually it's kind of like an mm. anti-emetic, so it kind of helps with nausea. Um Yeah. Um Wow. Interesting. Yeah, the the
3: consumption of the <sighs> coca plant has been very well documented through history with um, some Spanish what, what the inquisitors you know they, 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 would, the conquistadors, conquistadors. they would they would come over to South America and they actually have written you could find texts dating back to like the 1600s of people writing about the consumption of the coca plant. Um, so it Damn has dude. been very well documented through time If we were to talk about the entire history of the consumption of the coca plant through South American culture, uh, that would take five years. So we're gonna try to dedicate an episode, to, uh, just specifically to that in the future. Uh, for now, we're kind of just talking about the the drug as a whole. We just I wanted to state that that is kind of where it came from and the original people to use it as a medicine and kind of as a drug. They would use it almost in the sense that we use coffee. Um, from there. Nice. From there, in 1855, a chemist, a German chemist, known as Friedrich, Geig-
1: <laughs> perfect pronunciation. That was yeah. Uh, a- did great job. Yeah. Are you thanks. German Raven? Yeah. That sounded authentic, dude. Uh, I am. I am, in fact.
3: I th- I think. I believe. They I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> anyway, so he, yeah, you know, he knew about. about coca Coca leaves being eaten (laughs) and he was actually the first person to successfully extract cocaine from the coca leaf because cocaine is just a chemical within the coca leaf um that is another thing is that cocaine is a completely organic chemical like coming from the coca leaf you could just extract it uh it is not like a synthetic in the lab made chemical um he was the first person to ever extract it in 1855. And already by 1859, a German PhD student by the name of Albert Neinman had developed a more efficient means of extracting the cocaine. And he officially named it cocaine. Um, he was the first person to name it cocaine, obviously, after the coca leaf. Um, by as early. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by as early as the 1880s, companies were in full production of the drug. They even sold things like cigarettes and like just bombs and all kinds of stuff just mixed in with cocaine. Um, they, they claimed it would help you fight hunger, which what does that say about the 1880s uh, so the food supply chain is that they had to sell something to fight hunger. They were selling you Damn. cocaine so you weren't hungry. Yeah,
1: so bad. <laughs> Smoke it's this
3: so- cocaine on this cigarette <laughs> so you're not hungry. Jesus.
1: Oh, you're hungry? <laughs> Alright, take a cocaine break. <laughs> yeah. Get back to work. I think there's a
2: Dave Chappelle joke where he was like… Well, you should give homeless men as a bunch of packs of gum so they can
1: keep uh, doing it to feel hungry. Oh, that's… Fucking hilarious, dude. Honestly, terrible. Damn. That's so fucked up. Uh,
3: Anyway, so yeah, so in the 1880s, you could just buy. Well, actually, speaking of, they didn't only sell cigarettes with cocaine in them. They literally sold cocaine that you could shoot up at home. Like, they literally just
2: sold. Injectable of cocaine, of cocaine at the drugstore. See in the Sears catalog. Right.
3: Yeah, in the Sears catalog, you could buy that. that <laughs> there was like a weed
2: to- cocktail thing back in the back in the day. Really? Yeah, you could buy it in the Sears catalog.
3: Yeah, you could buy like radiated stuff like with <laughs> uranium that it's like glowing plates and stuff back in the day. They really knew what they were (laughs) were doing. Honestly, just go get some
1: tube socks and some cocaine. (laughs) 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 Yeah. uh, So
3: in the 1880s, they thought it would uh, help fight hunger, weakness, shyness, and make you insensitive (laughs) to pain. (laughs) So they were just giving it to a bunch of shy boys. Little sad boys that can't get a girlfriend. Do this coke pussy.
2: pussy. (laughs) Be a man. That is how the chad was invented. (laughs) It was cocaine. Dude, it literally is true.
3: Cocaine invented the chad.
1: Oh my god, that's so funny, dude. (laughs) It invented the frat party. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, <laughs> that's hilarious.
3: I don't want to talk about cocaine without… Uh, or I don't want to talk about products involving cocaine without talking about Coca-Cola, though. Coca-Cola, small soda company you may have heard of. I, I don't know. Maybe honestly. not.
2: I mean, they're kind of one of those off-brands that you only see at certain stores. Really like,
3: mom and pop, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really small co- company. That's Micro started. brew. 1885. So they've lasted. <laughs> I don't know how well they've lasted. <laughs> But they, they actually got their name—they coined their name from the coca leaf that they would use in the production of Coca-Cola, which— And still use, actually. Yeah, yeah. so they still use the coca leaf, but they do not have permission to put cocaine in the Coca-Cola anymore. Right, they
1: extract the cocaine from the leaf, I guess, right, like separately right. and take it out, essentially.
3: But they did—I wonder what they're doing with all that excess cocaine.
1: Come on. That's a good question. The <laughs> DEA. <laughs>
2: DEA wasn't around back then.
3: No, I mean now. I mean right now. Oh. Yeah. yeah What's yeah. the DEA
1: doing with that? Come What's on, guys. Get on
3: D-E-A-A-O. that. What's the DEA? What's the deal? <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Did you
2: call it Yayo? No. Oh,
1: shit. Yayo. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. There's literally chow. a song.
2: And sometimes chow. Chow? Yeah. I've never heard chow. Yayo. I hear
1: chow sometimes. Ayo for yay. Yeah. Something okay. else. <laughs> that <after> that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mac Dre called it yayo. That's actually Andre Nicotino. Well, Actually, technically, that's a, that's off of the tale of two Andres, I believe, which is yeah. Mac Dre and Andre Nicotino. So, so I, wasn't
3: I wasn't wrong. Technically, uh, I wasn't
1: wrong. I think that is actually Andre Nicotino who sings that part, but anyways... You're uh, supposed to be the music man. You should know these things. Back to you. I haven't listened to Andre Nicotino in a long time, man. You didn't
3: uh, listen to him for the cocaine episode? He literally has a song labeled cocaine.
1: I forgot, man. <laughs> what do you want from me, okay? We okay. can't all be perfect like you, Raven. Driving that. Sorry, train. sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, High on pain. cocaine. Oh, Ryan will get to it. I uh,
3: so, which? Uh, no, okay. So, anyway, the Coca-Cola company the soda company did put cocaine in their soda up until i think it was 1926 um but yeah they did actually have cocaine inside their soda it was Dude. also in
2: cough syrup right cuz i think Dude, that's it was doctor pepper first was was oh, like really? uh, a cough syrup so it was supposed to coat your throat and i think because cocaine's an anesthetic it's like such a numbing really? agent you know yeah. um i think that it, it kind of acted as like a
1: lidocaine like you you for your throat
3: Yeah, because that's... that's, Which I was curious...
1: I've been curious to ask... Sorry. uh, I've been curious to ask about, like, the lidocaine and the uh, similarities between that. Like, novocaine and all that stuff uh, compared to cocaine. Because I don't know anything about that. They
2: are synthetic analogs. So, they're structurally related to cocaine, but they're not found naturally occurring in the plant. As far as I'm aware.
1: Uh, Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Albert the the... I don't know. I don't think he was the
3: second guy to extract cocaine. He was just the guy to figure out like an actual developed process of extracting it. Um, he noted how strange it was that you could take the, the small crystals and put them on your tongue and instantly get like a cold rush and like a numbing feeling on your tongue. Um, that was one of the huh. things he noted so interesting about it. And that's why it was used in a lot of medicines as like numbing. Because it does. It numbs the hell uh, out of your gums. That's why it's also cut with things like lidocaine. <laughs> because people can make <laughs> bake cocaine and then put something in there that's going to numb your throat. And people are going to be, oh, dude, this is so good. It numbs the shit out of my throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very, very interesting. Uh, did you know that there's a, uh, not to go on a side tangent here, but uh, did you know that people with red hair actually have a gene that makes it to where... Uh, Something in I think lidocaine and novocaine, uh, like the numbing factor, basically not absorb as well. Because when I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out, they were like, "Oh, dude, you're fucking like you can still feel this even after they shot me up like once." And uh, so they had to shoot shoot me with the shit like three or four times for me to get like numbed up. Are you and, sure that's a red hair I have thing? Red hair. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, what, that's crazy. Uh, I looked it up. You'd yeah, probably just yeah. You're not expressing a gene that supposed it's usually uh, lets that drug. Block those receptors, and that's what causes that numbing thing. It's because the drug the, typically numbs the right.
3: soul, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the main receptor. <laughs> of action. Nice. That is my twelve-year-old joke of the day. <laughs> hey, we can't shame on this podcast. We don't want to get canceled. Uh, Wait, what? So we can't shame on this podcast. You know I love redheads.
1: We're not shaming. We're just speaking facts. <laughs> I I I, so everyone, I can attest Ryan Ryan out of uh, out of people with red hair. I don't have a soul. Gotcha. So I'm not offended. Okay,
3: perfect. I'm sorry if I offended you.
1: There's no such thing
2: as a soul anyway. There's
1: so no
3: such thing as being
2: offended. That's true. <laughs>
3: okay, so we're going to be moving forward into uh, the modern time science behind the drugs. Uh, behind the drug because we're going to do an entire episode covering the history of cocaine from pretty much the 80s up until modern times. So I don't want to say a whole bunch of stuff in this podcast that might spoil stuff in a future podcast uh, because there is plenty to talk about. Uh, for, so for now, we're going to move on to science with Micah. Micah Corner Science.
0: I don't yeah, know yeah. what sound
3: effects to do for... <laughs> <laughs> cocaine in the brain. <laughs> in the brain.
2: I got cocaine in the brain. All right. So cocaine, <laughs> as we know, is a stimulant, central nervous system stimulant, right? So... It excites the neurons. It excites your body. It gets you ramped up. Makes your heart race. Um, and it actually constricts your blood vessels. Um, and all of this is not very good for you. Right? Uh, people have s- suffered from heart attacks, from overdosing on cocaine. And… Uh, Can you have blood vessels, like, burst from um, cocaine? I'm not sure. Or wait, does it, con- it does it constrict gnarly, or constrict It constricts. So oh, that's why it makes gotcha. people get, like blue if they've done too much and they get cold, Crazy. right? Um, so it's less oh. blood flow just in general through the body. And so then the heart goes into cardiac arrest. Interesting. Um, not good. Super scary. Oh. People sometimes die and then get resuscitated, though. Um, you know, from EMTs or stuff like that. But in the right. in the brain, um, it cocaine is affecting mostly just dopamine, but also norepinephrine, which is also called noradrenaline. Um, These are both neurotransmitters in the brain that, again, neurotransmitters are just things that, these chemicals that speak between neurons, they spend, they they, they, uh, send information, right? Um, So normally dopamine is uh, just kind of hanging out, it's recycled back into the transmitting neurons, and then Uh, You know, it it goes in and out normally, right? But if cocaine is there, it ends up attaching to the dopamine transporter and blocks this normal recycling process. And it results in a ton of dopamine kind of hanging out in that synapse area between the two neurons and then contributes to the pleasurable, euphoric effects of cocaine that people love so much and get highly addicted to, right? That's one of the biggest things that I think cocaine is well-known for is being an incredibly addictive drug. And a lot of this has to do with the pathway that it's affecting in the brain. We call it the mesolimbic dopamine system. This is actually the reward pathway. Um, and it's stimulated by all, huh. all types of reinforcing uh, things, like food, um, sex, and uh, drugs. <laughs> um, so uh, it's
3: right on that addiction pathway.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, mm. cocaine is just one of the... It's a very potent drug at affecting this um, system. And so, you know, in a, in a way, anyone could get addicted to cocaine, potentially. Um, just like they could get addicted to anything, right? Uh, but it maybe sure. even more so because of how potent
1: it is. At- <laughs> so you just do cocaine and you're just like, fuck, dude, I... I I don't even have to do anything today, dude. Just, I'm I'm doing great in life, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like, you had all these things planned for the day, and, you're like, you were going to get that reward feeling at the end of the day, but you just do cocaine instead. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and I think that... <laughs> just, and- what if you do cocaine and do all those things? you can feel extra rewarded? <laughs> you must. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I
2: think, like, a lot of what makes people, like, feel like they're coming down, you know, and, and so, like, upset and angry, and then they need more, is the whole, like, like dopamine is a pleasurable like a neurotransmitter in a sense typically it's actually more associated with things like motivation um people don't really know that they usually think dopamine is kind of like the happy you know not happy like serotonin but more like you know pleasurable chemical and it it is sort of but essentially i think like after you've done a bunch of cocaine you just have no more Dopamine really able to hang out in the synapse and be recycled like it's supposed to. Uh, And so then you do have these feelings. And also the noradrenaline aspect. Like you have these feelings of very low, like low energy, um, kind of, you know, uh, bad mood and stuff like that. And so then you're more likely
1: to go uh, back to it and use more,
2: I feel like. Yeah.
1: Oh, um, uh, yeah. That makes sense. Doesn't also like don't you, you like start to get headaches and stuff from like I guess a withdrawal? I guess almost. Or do you withdraw really like a lot from cocaine? Or yeah, I
2: don't think there's much of a physical withdrawal from cocaine as much as it's in people's heads. Like,
1: I would say it's. it's oh, I see. Yeah. The, the
3: feeling is just like misery. <laughs> you just literally feel miserable. <laughs> and you feel like you can never be happy again. It's a it's a very oh. deep pit of depression. Where, yeah, pretty much all you can think about is doing more cocaine.
2: Right. And at one point, I don't even think that cocaine really actually probably makes you feel much better. If not just making you feel back to normal the way that you used to feel in life. You Because gotcha. like I, I've i now known some people in my life who have gotten fully addicted to cocaine. And they don't seem to, I don't know, really find Pleasure in anything else in life. Yeah, that's really sad. And they're, uh-huh, but they're okay. still able to sleep and eat and do all these things, but they do cocaine throughout the day, like every day. Um, Jesus, it's that whole okay. like, what's that song? Like, uh, I work harder, something work harder to make more money to buy more coke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great fucking song. That sounds like a bop dude That sounds like a fucking banger of a song It's pretty dope honestly. It's hilarious But it's just like Yeah. What kind of song is it? Is it like hip hop? It's or like it house like, music Country like, or Bluesy um, Oh really? Um, that's funny yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah it is really sad How Um <laughs> uh, watching people get addicted to cocaine because people will do anything i had a co-worker who was addicted to cocaine who like robbed his grandpa and jesus like it was like living with his grandpa and his grandpa like was setting him up to have a career in auto body and he like robbed his grandpa and he he told me he was doing like an eight ball a day him and his girlfriend and just, just oh my
1: god yeah and, and, and it didn't you say an eight ball is usually should last you like a weekend I would say so. Oh, like, I would personally uh-huh. I would say so. But uh, the thing is, what
3: <laughs> the what's weird is a lot of people when you talk to them about their cocaine addiction, I haven't met a lot of people who look like look back at a bad experience that they had. They it's always with like a glimmer in their eye like, "Oh yeah, when I used to do coke all the time." Like they're always pretty happy reflecting on it. Interesting. Okay. Even like e- even the things they had to do to get the money to get the cocaine, like they don't really
2: Give a shit because
3: of the time they had on huh. cocaine. It's super weird.
2: Well, that's why very I, interesting. Hey, there's that really cool quote. Alistair Crowley, 1917. He said, for there was never any elixir so instant magic as cocaine.
1: Yeah, Aleister Crowley was a huge cocaine. Wow. I did not know that. Very interesting. I'm getting learned today, boys.
2: Yeah,
3: Aleister <laughs> Crowley was huge into like if you if a drug is gonna help you with your um with your magic, take the drug. Ah,
1: interesting. Drugs are actually part I of mean, his
3: massive downfall. His uh, crippling opium addiction and cocaine
1: addiction. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I could make, that makes sense, honestly.
3: Yeah, so listen to him. Cocaine is dope. Dude. Have you guys ever heard of that psychologist?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sigmund Freud? No, I
1: don't uh, think so. Wait, what, what is it?
2: Sigmund Freud. The psychologist. People always, like,
1: talk Yeah, about I've him. heard of him, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, like, did some... Like Freudian slips and stuff? Yeah, exactly. He he
2: has yeah. just... He had some crazy... Well, I don't know. Yeah. Not everyone thinks it's crazy, but, like, just some really interesting, out-there ideas of psychology and human behavior back in the day. But um, he actually documented the effects, like, the stimulant effects of it, which I was assuming it was self-administration. Yeah. Um, in 1844 or 1884 um and he published it yeah
3: oh, oh gee so he was wow. right
2: out the gate
3: he was like he heard about <laughs> cocaine in germany and he was like i'll be there tomorrow
1: <laughs> 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 yeah it, 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 it's hilarious what a boss
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i don't i know a little bit about sigmund freud but i don't i don't know a ton i i, I took like wait, some psychology wait one of the weird things that, school, that he said so that everyone's remember.
2: like that they feel weird about is he says that there's, like, uh, young people, like, I think young boys have, like, a or, uh, no, young people just have a, like, innate (laughs) innate sexual, like, attraction to their uh, their opposite-sex parent. And so that's why they have, like, and that's why they have conflict with them or something like that. Yeah. I forget what it is. It might just be the boys and mothers thing, and then that's why the boys get, like, um, aggressive towards their dads.
3: I think the guy was projecting, huh?
2: Yeah, he's definitely projecting. He had his own weird-ass <laughs> problems, and he thought by using psychology and his PhD, people would
1: believe him. <laughs> he's just a weird... Maybe he got diddled when he was a kid, and he just liked did. it. He was just trying to come to terms with it. was just like, you know what? This is the reason why. Probably. He's <laughs> like, everyone wants to
3: have sex with their mom. Right, guys? Right? 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 Right, right guys? Am I right? <laughs> no one? Is anybody going to cite this paper? Is anybody going to reference me? <laughs> no one. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> There's, like, one guy in the back, and he's just, like... (laughs) Slightly... (laughs) (laughs) Just,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's, like, yeah, but your mom's hot. All
3: right. (laughs) Micah, is there anything else you want to say about uh, the the science behind cocaine? I think you put it really well on uh, how it affects your brain and the dopamines.
2: No, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think... like, it is just really cool how it's been used, uh, you know, for local anesthesia. And I think that's what it's still, like, actually allowed to be used for in the U.S. is sometimes just in replace of lidocaine.
3: <laughs> right. Um. I can actually say from experience, my aunt, she has had probably, like, nine tracheotomies. She was born with, like, a crazy heart condition. Wasn't supposed to live past birth. I was surprised to find out that they have given her cocaine in the hospital. I was blown away when I heard that oh. because of her tracheotomy is in her throat. They've like coked up her throat before. I don't. Holy shit. I don't know specifically why, but uh, you said I mean, this is
1: your grandma? No, my aunt. Oh, my sorry, aunt, your aunt. Okay, damn, your aunt's a fucking boss, dude.
3: Yeah, she's chill.
1: She's chill. <laughs> <laughs> she's <high>, a yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, my aunt. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so. Like I knew it. Like back in the day, like you know, in the seventies and stuff, it was often used like as a pharmaceutical drug and stuff. But I didn't realize still today they were using it. Like you know, I mean, obviously not super often, but like that's just interesting no. It's very a special story case. about it. Yeah, I assume yeah. Yeah, I don't think you Uh, could just walk up into a
3: hospital and just rob them for their bags
2: of Coke. They don't want to give it
3: out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can imagine,
1: especially after the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Very interesting, guys. That's some good stuff. Oh, well, I'm, getting, I'm getting learned all over the place.
3: Yeah, now that our uh, now that our brains are full of the science, let's fill our hearts. Let's fill our hearts with uh, <laughs> musical influence and um, how cocaine has influenced the music that we've all listened to.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's the music industry was very influenced by cocaine throughout the 70s, 80s. I mean, even throughout till today, but predominantly in the 70s and 80s, it was a huge huge thing in, in studios um, so yeah one of the couple things I'm just going to talk about is just, you know a few bands uh, that in the 70s and 80s really really used cocaine to an exponential level uh, so I, I want to start with uh well one of the things I wanted to start with which I wanted to ask Micah about uh, is the stones the Rolling stones uh, the, Keith Richards t- has talked about using uh, Merck cocaine I think is what he calls it which is like a pharmaceutical cocaine that was used in England. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about that or not.
2: Uh, I think Merck is the uh, pharmaceutical company name.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, right. That's what it is. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I guess back then they were doing like pharmaceutical cocaine, <laughs> wow. and, which was just like extremely strong, like not cut, just straight cocaine. <laughs>
3: I see this <laughs> quote here from him. Uh, I wonder if it's synthetic. I, I, yeah, maybe. Um, I see this quote here from him saying pharmaceutical cocaine cannot be compared in any way to cocaine produced in Central or South America. It is pure, does not bring on depression or lethar- lethargy. A uh, totally different type of euphoria. One of creativity it exists immediately when it is absorbed by the central nervous system. There are absolutely no withdrawal symptoms.
1: Oh, very interesting. I I
3: would imagine— I did not know that. I would imagine the reasoning behind that is because primarily when it is being made in South America, it is not being made legally. So it is not being made to the highest quality. You can look up videos online of like, Coke, quote-unquote labs being raided where it's just out in the jungle. Like, completely open air. So— Pharmaceutical cocaine is going to be made in a real lab, extracted properly with all the proper science. It's going to be more pure. It's going to have less like impurities. It's going to have less kind of it grossness may, in it. It may not even
2: be extracted in the lab. They may actually have just synthetically produced huh. it. Which I think that's one thing. That, yeah, I mean, like cocaine, the chemical does come out from the plant, but I mean, technically, you could make it on your
1: own. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. That's a good point. Um, well, all right, cool. That's good to know. Um, so that's that's my segment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Rolling Stone, <laughs> that's all I brought to talk about today. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, we got yeah, Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, so Keith Richards was a he was always doing Merck cocaine, uh, or however you want to pronounce it Merck Merck. I don't know what the company is pronounced, but uh, so that was you know, he was doing the highest quality of cocaine, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that they, that they came up with in the seventies and eighties is that, uh, they, they built these hideaway things behind their speaker cabinets. Uh, sorry, still talking about the Rolling Stones. Uh, (laughs) they built these hideaway, like things behind their speaker cabinets to where they could, uh hide cocaine so then in between songs they would go back behind them and they'd like do a quick little bump <laughs> that and uh, that was Keith Richards rule between him and like Ronnie Wood uh in the mid 70s is that uh they one bump per song basically so like after a song they'd go walk behind the speaker cabinet fucking do a quick little bump and then go back out and play a song and which is funny cuz it's merc cocaine which is what they were doing so it was like just super fucking top quality coke so all you had to do was just a little bump and they were just fucking highest balls. Wow. Probably. I don't know what their tolerance was like, but probably a lot. Yeah, I wonder what um, their bump size was like, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I wonder how much a bump actually is. Probably a, what a lot of people would do or consider a line. maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, super funny. Uh, and then so, uh, yeah, so Keith Richards is well-known to be just a huge druggie uh, and has been on the list of people or celebrities expected to die for – he was on the list for like 10 years. Was he still number alive? one on the list for like 10 That's years. That's such a fucked up list. Uh, Keith Richard, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still alive and actually he's sober now. I mean, from drugs. I, he still smokes weed and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, so super interesting guy. I would highly recommend reading his book called Life. Um But uh, yeah, so one of the things that Keith Richards would do is uh, he would he would basically mix like heroin and like cocaine together, like not like together, but like he would wake up in the morning, like start his day off kind of slow, like do some heroin and just like relax, you know, just (laughs) chill out doing heroin. (laughs) And then he would just do cocaine throughout the day too to like bump himself back up. And so he would do this mixture a lot and just stay up for days at a time. And uh so one of the songs uh that I wanted to t- talk about was uh called Before They Make Me Run which is on the album of Some Girls. He stayed up for 5 days straight recording this in the studio. Jesus. Uh just doing heroin and cocaine.
3: With his band? And, Where uh, was his band? Like were they also doing No, it?
1: they he was just doing uh, No, he was just doing overdubs and they oh, would okay. just come in whenever but he would like just be there all the time recording. <laughs> so basically when an engineer would just, like, be there for 12 hours or whatever until he just couldn't go any longer. He'd be like, dude, I gotta go to sleep. And then Keith would just be like, all right, send in the next guy and just, like, fucking just keep going for five days straight. So, yeah, check out, uh, if you want to hear a song that is, like, just cocaine-influenced fucking walk before, or, uh, yeah, before they make me run, on some girls, 1978. Do you
3: think he named it that um, because he was like, "Oh, I gotta get this song done before they make me get the fuck out of here"? <laughs> and it took five <laughs> days.
1: Uh that's a good question. I'm not really sure, uh, but that's a good theory. Um, but it's funny because that's not even the longest he's been awake for. He said his longest record was nine days. That
3: is not which healthy.
1: Is nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, totally unhealthy. My, my yeah. record is like and,
3: uh, like forty eight hours, and I feel like I'm gonna die.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't even think I've made it 48 hours. I've I've made it, I don't know, probably close, but not quite 48. Probably. Yeah, I'm a big sleep uh, advocate. But yeah, it, you just feel horrible. It's insane. Yeah, dude, Keith Richards has been, he's stated in his book that he's lived enough, he's been awake long enough to have lived three lifetimes because he just doesn't sleep. He just fucking stays up for days at a time. And then he'll sleep for like a full day and then just stay up for like days. Wow. I wish, uh, I, I, honestly, I don't know if he still does this, but
3: I sometimes wish that could be me. You
1: know, <laughs> just give up on yeah.
3: sleep and just get things done constantly.
1: Oh dude yeah he's the he's the man again stuff done dude <laughs> uh so yeah dude- Keith Richards is the man, dude, for sure, and so another album that uh is heavily influenced by drugs uh was their nineteen seventy two album exile on Main Street, which I personally think is the Rolling Stones best album ever. It's fantastic. I love every song on that album. So check out Exile on Main Street if you want to hear an album uh, Sounds Like Cocaine. I'll check it out. <laughs> and uh, another... One more thing I just want to touch on Keith Richards that is pretty fucking funny and interesting uh, is he when his dad was cremated, uh, he had it in a little box and like took it off the box, like took the lid off the box, and I guess it just kind of like poofed up in the air a little bit. And he ended up getting some of his dad... <laughs> like in his cocaine like mixed up in his cocaine oh and he fucking snorted his dad dude <laughs> yes. that is awesome dude yeah what a fucking boss <laughs> that's uh that's pretty impressive um so the next thing the next band i want to talk about which has been known and said to be the biggest like, party group ever, which, uh, and biggest druggies ever, which is Aerosmith, um, and Jerry Garcia has even been on the record and said that he's, these are the druggiest group of people he's ever been around, which is funny, you know, being from the Grateful Dead. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Aerosmith is insane, like, they would often just trash hotels and just fucking, just party hard, like, they would get $100,000 hotel bills, just going ham, just buy yeah, the hotel. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, constantly. Yeah, dude, yeah. And so, uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, which are a couple dudes in the band, they were even nicknamed the Toxic Twins because they just partied fucking hard, and everyone just knew that they just did, like, tons of drugs and cocaine. And they even hired a roadie just to sneak cocaine, like, up their nose, basically, and during shows. Like, the roadie's entire job was just to feed them cocaine, essentially. Running
3: around with a mirror. Uh,
1: Pretty yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't know how they did it without getting like noticed. I mean, obviously they had to get noticed. I don't know. Anyways, uh yeah, they it's insane that they just hired someone that would be their I like, just think of that. Just your only job at that is level to just fucking give people cocaine. At that level,
3: why even hide it? You're doing so much. Like no oh, one really yeah. gives a shit. Everybody knows, like, just have the coke, on a plate, on stage, walk up to it, take your snaps. <laughs> he what, what are they going to do? Leave the show and boycott you? Everyone know, Everyone's there because they're idolizing. <laughs> oh my god, these dudes do so much cocaine and they're freaking making Dude. sick music.
1: Well, what's even funnier about this is even though that they had the roadie hired, Steven Tyler would still keep his drugs in a fucking 14-inch drum on stage and he would hide them in the drug. So in the bottom of... It, basically in this little drum he had... He would have a one cup which was full of blow and a straw and another cup that was full of Jack Daniels. Oh my, and he would yeah. just fucking he would just go ham between the two and just go nuts. So yeah, Aerosmith, uh big old druggies and they just their parties were nuts apparently. Dude, I'm surprised um, none of them just so collapsed really, on
3: stage I, just yelling and just so high. I on coke. think Steven
1: Tyler uh has been I think it was Steven Tyler, he's been uh he's passed out on stage from being so high like multiple times.
3: Really? I don't doubt yeah. that.
1: what whatsoever. Yeah, dude, the dude is uh nuts. They yeah, they're Crazy group of guys. Uh, So the next group I want to talk about is Fleetwood Mac. And uh, those dudes are well known to have spent tons and tons and tons of money on cocaine. Uh, How much money are we talking? uh, I don't have an exact number. Hundreds of thousands? Uh, Tens of thousands? uh, Well, Mick Fleetwood said alone... So this is just Mick Fleetwood, which is the drummer. He said alone allegedly... Well, oh, sorry. This is allegedly uh, snorted about sixty million dollars worth of cocaine during his habit.
3: I mean, cocaine is like expensive. Alone. I will. That's a lot. That's a lot. But you. It's a fucking lot. Uh, okay. He might be fluffing the word alone there, maybe. You know, maybe he's talking about that's how much he personally purchased and him and
1: his people around him did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a rough number. And it's, you know, it's again, allegedly. So uh, 60
3: million is a lot. Uh, 60 million is <laughs> a
1: lot of money. So, uh, so, and then when they recorded the album Rumors, which has dreams and, you know, um, a bunch of their famous songs like Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a bunch of their hits and stuff. Uh, probably one of their, I think that's their most famous album. Uh, that album alone cost $4 million. And they said that uh, a good amount of that money was spent on cocaine. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't even all studio phase. <laughs> they said a good amount of that wow. uh, was fucking just buying cocaine. And do you know, they, and were, they even they actually at one candy. point
3: what's up do you know were they um so because that was money that they were getting from their label right to to spend on the album so do you know like were they writing that off in certain ways or were they just literally writing um, we spent this on cocaine
1: no I mean I well I don't know exactly what I well okay so the way that works is uh you a lot of a lot of people don't know like when a record label gives you money to record an album or whatever it's like you still have to pay that money back yeah so it's not like you can just be like oh like i'm just getting four million dollars for free like it's not how it works like you have to pay that back like after the album's released and stuff uh so but a lot of times like studios uh they this is something i've heard i don't know if this is actually true or not but a lot of times studios i guess back in the in the 80s would just have cocaine on hand and would just like write it off as like studio time essentially and would just sell cocaine. To fucking and just write. Well, they would just sell cocaine to like the groups and stuff, so they didn't yeah. have to go anywhere to get it or whatever. So it was just at the studio. So that's the way is they got it. Interesting.
3: So that's the way they got it without uh, writing I, just cocaine yeah. on the
1: <laughs> on it, the bill Pretty sheet. much, yeah. They would they would be like, oh, this is for like rented microphones or like yeah. this is for like studio time or whatever. Like just just for a thirty million
3: dollar guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> but, I mean they were obviously in the studio too for a really long time. Like it, they weren't just in there for like like nowadays. Like you go to the studio, you're there for like six, twelve hours, whatever. You're only there for a couple of days. Like they would camp out for months wow. in the studio, just twelve hours a day, and just you know record. It's impressive, and uh, or write songs, or yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, Fleetwood Mac, dude, they're fucking. They did a lot of cocaine, and even uh. Stevie Nicks, uh, she, you know, she didn't really do cocaine until she started in Fleetwood Mac and it was just always around. So she just started doing it. And then she started developing these headaches. So she would dissolve aspirin in with water and then squirt it up her nose to where it, it apparently that burns a hole in your nose. What so it fucking hell? burned a hole in her septum to where she had to have like reconstructive surgery, basically, because they were like, there's she a fucking snorting hole big aspirin? enough to like cause an aneurysm. Uh yeah she, well she essentially yeah she would dissolve it in water and squirt it into her nose which would get rid of her headaches but it would fucking burn a hole in her septum, which is gnarly. What a f- and um, an idiot. Dude, also one more thing about crazy. the whole partying th- yeah, dude it's insane. Uh and one more thing about the partying thing with Fleetwood Mac is uh they they would have these crazy parties and apparently one time they had a forty eight hour long party. <laughs> just obviously fueled by cocaine. Could you imagine uh, being their neighbor? Stevie N- <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know where this was held. It was probably held at a venue, I would assume, somewhere. Uh-oh. Like I assume this wasn't just at some Or a house, house. Well, you Maybe couldn't it was see house. from the road, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, this was Fleetwood Mac in the 70s, or this might have been morning. in the 80s. I'm not sure Still exactly going. when that party was. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, since they had that party for 48 hours, Stevie Nicks had her contacts in the whole time. And almost lost her vision from uh f- from having her contacts in the entire time. Like she said that it like severely affected her vision and like I don't know if she had to get it fixed or, or what, but uh yeah, not not good. So uh that's kinda interesting.
3: I had and, all this so cocaine buildup on my contacts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, there's probably cocaine floating around the air. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you walk in and you get coke high. It's like how people joke about getting contact high from weed, but there's so much cocaine floating in the air,
0: you get contact.
1: High. <laughs> Dude, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, have you guys heard about Uh the- So the next group I want to talk about is Motley Crue, which is also known to be as a very big party group. uh So Nikki Six has been on the record. Nikki Six is their, I believe, their guitar player. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. uh he was been on the record for uh saying he was using a hundred or sorry using a thousand dollars worth of heroin a day and the same in cocaine and alcohol wow like that's a fucking shit ton of drugs it's a lot of alcohol <laughs> and even from doing oh yeah dude yeah <laughs> and so even from doing uh he was doing heroin and stuff like and cocaine and all these different mixtures whatever i guess his fucking heart stopped for 2 minutes and was pronounced legally dead and uh, the EMT was I guess like a Molly Crew fan and like revived him was like no one's dying in my ambulance today and fucking revived him and so he came back after his heart being stopped for two minutes and um, was pronounced legally dead and uh, then so after that he woke up in the hospital and like immediately just ripped off all the cords and just like ran out of the hospital and left and then went home and then shot up more heroin oh I was gonna ask did that
3: cause him to stop using drugs and apparently not (laughs) nope
1: I mean, I, he's sober now. He has like five kids, and he's sober now. But uh, boring, still alive. Actually, which just kidding. Is I'm not an advocate and, uh, for uh, drug use. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what a he, boring dude, guy. Just dudes, <laughs> dude just went hard. Uh, and so they even uh, went on tour with uh, Ozzy Osbourne, at, or I think Ozzy Osbourne was opening for them, or they had a they had a, a joint tour, basically. And uh, so they would just constantly try to one up each other. And so uh, I guess Nikki Six snorted the biggest line of coke they've ever seen like the group has ever seen just a huge line and then so Ozzy Osbourne witnessed that, witnessed that and was like oh dude I gotta one-up this guy and Ozzy Osbourne being insane uh you know in a good way I guess uh, <laughs> he went outside and leaned down so he's wearing a sundress apparently nice. and goes outside and leans down onto the sidewalk and snorts a line of ants that's awesome yeah, what a savage,
3: dude. Uh, like, that is God. pretty I would just, cool. I have, like, a fear of, like, insects growing in my body. And, like, to put purposefully <laughs> put ants up my nose, I'd be like, all right, well, they're living in my brain forever. And they're going to crawl in and out oh, of Oh, yeah, layers. of
2: course, dude. They did a really good depiction yeah. of that in that movie. Oh, the dirt. <laughs> oh, of the dirt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, you
3: should watch Yeah, it. actually, good.
1: that movie is actually really accurate, apparently, for, for Motley Crue. Because the, the Netflix producers and everything, like, they really wanted to, like, t- tame it down, but then, like, the band were just like, dude, fuck that. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to be telling the actual story of what happened. Isn't it based so on the book? And so The Dirt actually is apparently, uh, well, it's, I don't know if it's based on the book. The Dirt is basically just based on their their career and their lives and everything, and it was produced mm-hmm. partly by the band. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen The Dirt, check out The Dirt. It's about Motley Crue, and it's very good. Uh and you yeah, have ever seen it. Well, anyways, what's up? Nothing. Oh, all right. Well, my next <laughs> I was just going to move on to talking about actually Ozzy Osbourne since we're talking about him, uh move on to Black Sabbath in those days. And uh so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Black Sabbath Volume 4, uh that rec- record which is I believe their fourth record. That's why it's called Volume 4. I don't uh know. <laughs> So it cost $65,000 to make Volume 4. And they spent seventy five thousand dollars on drugs during the process of making it. So sixty five thousand was studio recording, and they spent more on drugs than they <laughs> actually did on the studio recording, <laughs> nice. which is fucking insane. Like that's that's impressive right there. Uh, and they actually ended up almost calling it Snowblind uh, because they at one point thought they were getting raided. And uh, flush five thousand dollars worth of cocaine down the toilet. Oh my! Gosh. Thinking they were getting raided by cops, just being paranoid and stuff. Weren't getting raided at all, and so they almost called it. uh Basically, just called it. They almost called it snowblind, but the record label didn't want to call it that because of obviously.
3: Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne has a ton of songs uh referencing cocaine, and then in his live recording, I have a vinyl. I forget which live show it is but Zit. he's he's singing a song i think it's called Snowblind, and in the middle of the song on on stage he just goes
2: cocaine
3: and just starts yelling <laughs> cocaine over and Hell over yeah.
1: it's so cool dude what a boss yeah. <laughs> right yeah man ozzy's uh he was a party animal man he fucking loved the cocaine yeah a little um, bit too much yeah i mean yeah if you look at him now he's a little uh not 100%. A candle you know? that burns twice so, uh, as bright. Only burns half as long. <laughs> I mean, he's
3: like he's gotten to a pretty ripe age for uh, how much drugs and alcohol he used. But I wouldn't say he's yeah in the best shape, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, I'm surprised he's still alive. So props to him for that. Yeah, too. right. Uh uh, yeah, awesome. so pretty interesting. So, the last thing I just want to talk about was the uh, just obviously the Grateful Dead, you know, uh, can't, yeah, can't forget you're about gonna, those guys. That's actually you're
3: gonna thumb that one into every episode,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always in the conversation when I'm in the conversation.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, so, that's actually one of the things that broke up the Grateful Dead in 74 75, like that whole hiatus they took, is because like the crew members. And the band and everyone was just starting to do cocaine and was just getting irritated and not doing a hundred percent. They're just more into partying and stuff than they were like really making music and everything. And it was just kind of driving the band apart because that's like if you guys know anything about the wall of sound, uh if you don't know anything about the wall of sound, look it up. I'm not gonna go into detail about this, but uh this crazy PA system that the dead built that they would have to, you know, take from place to place and when they would have um Whenever they would have concerts and everything uh, like days in a row at different venues, uh, you know, the crew would be the ones having to set it up. So they were doing cocaine to stay awake and all that. And and in turn, we're just getting extremely irritated and everyone was getting angry and the costs of everything were skyrocketing. So they uh, just took a hiatus. So that was one of the things that kind of broke up the Grateful Dead. Interesting. And uh, they also have a song, Casey Jones, where it talks about a train driver, being high on cocaine and crashing his train.
3: Do you think that song uh, was about the band kind of all getting high on cocaine and going downhill for a bit?
1: No, that song's actually literally about a uh, historical event of this guy, Casey Jones, in 1904, I believe. Uh, He was running behind schedule. uh, He was known to, like, break records by, like, driving the train, like, just incredibly fast and getting into (laughs) places, like— an unheard of amount of times. So they were running behind schedule, like almost like an hour or two late, something like that. Uh, and the dude was just like, no, I got this or whatever. And so they, when they finally left the station, he was just ripping. And so when he was pulling into where they were getting uh, into, there was a person that was apparently trying to flag him down and was like, you know, there's a train on those tracks, like be careful or whatever. And didn't, and he didn't even see him because he was just ripping so fast and came around this corner and fucking smashed into another train
0: And that's what that song's about.
1: It's Casey. It's driving that train high on cocaine because he was doing cocaine to stay awake and just rip through this fucking, this run. And yeah, so that's what that song's about, actually. Wow.
3: Casey Jones, you better watch your speed.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Dang. I didn't know that was based uh, off
3: a true story. That's really interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I pretty... Well,
3: I'm 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 glad that your last reference wasn't really um, glorifying cocaine <laughs> because I think I think we've done a good <laughs> nope. job at kind of glorifying it, but also a really good job at um, talking about its dangers. You know, and with, yeah, I mean, with talking about its dangers, you know, it, it's not going to really deter people from doing it. So we should really touch on like harm reduction. If people are planning on using cocaine, we should really talk about things to keep people safe. One of those things I think is huge that people should really have on them if they're going to be doing cocaine is Narcan. That is the first and foremost thing that you should have on you if you're taking any drug, especially nowadays, with the thing we talked about with fentanyl. Fentanyl is such a tiny amount can kill you, especially if you're snorting something like cocaine. It, it, It takes such a small amount and to have something that you could potentially get for free, aka Narcan... You can get it for free. Look up free Narcan in your area. In most major cities, you can find it. Um, it, it is so smart to have that available to you if you're going to be doing drugs. It's It shouldn't even be an option. It should be, if you're going to be doing cocaine, have Narcan. Like, no questions asked.
1: Yeah, seriously, dude. Or any drug, really. Uh, yeah, I but agree. yeah, since we're talking if about you're cocaine, smoking especially weed. cocaine— <laughs> If you're so <laughs> worried, have Narcan, uh, dude. I heard they've been putting fentanyl in co- er, in, co- in, in in marijuana, <laughs> we, dude. They're they're sprinkling it on marijuana, dude. That's that like, no, that's not true. Just to uh, cl- clear the record, clear the air. Hopefully,
3: hopefully the people listening to this podcast can understand sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously,
2: <laughs> I'm, that's why I said it just to make sure. Yeah. Another thing I would say would be like. Uh, the alcohol and cocaine mixture is actually like even worse on the heart than and more lethal than just cocaine on its own. Um, yeah. Cause they actually produce their own chemical in the body.
3: What is the chemical that it produces?
2: Um, I forget the name. It's like coca ethyl something.
3: Interesting. Whoa, yeah. So interesting. I, yeah. I have heard that, that if you drink on cocaine, that it is much worse for you. And I would say most people are going to be drinking on cocaine. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I, for everyone I know that has done coke, very few of them say that it was just cocaine. It's usually cocaine and alcohol. But if you could, if you mm. could choose, just, you know, stick to one. We're going to say that in every episode. If you're going to be using drugs, don't be mixing. It's not smart. Yeah. But um, uh seriously. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing to do with when it comes to harm reduction is always have Narcan. Um you know, if you're someone who is going to be injecting cocaine, always find a clean needle. You can find clean needles in your area, typically for free. Also, there's needle exchange. Um never share needles, never reuse a needle. Go to a needle exchange. Um what are some other things, Micah?
2: Um, if you… I feel like if you are searching or know of anyone that is searching um, and needs help… You know, to just look out for any kind of resources that
3: yeah, definitely. they can. Yeah, if… if you could get for someone. If you need help personally yeah. or if you know someone, you know, get get help. It's not too late ever, you know. Um a lot of people think you know they've been using for this long. Why should they stop now? When that is not the case, you know it's never too too late to stop and get help. So if you need it, reach out. There's there's resources galore to to help you with that. Um, uh, yeah. Be safe out there, kids. Yeah, be safe out there, kids and adults. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> and
2: test it. Test it. Get the fentanyl test strips. Yeah. Fentanyl test strips yeah. save your
3: life. Just
2: do it. Be patient.
3: Yeah. Micah, do you want to talk about how it would be important to
2: test? Oh. Yeah. Actually… Okay. So that's the other thing. Yeah. If you're going to do this… I know we mentioned it earlier in the podcast… That if you are going to test for fentanyl… You should test the whole bag due to that hotspot situation. And the way you need to do that is you dissolve the cocaine in like some vodka or grain alcohol right? Everclear or something. And, um, you know, you can just, you can just pour that in the bag that the cocaine came in and then, um, use a fentanyl test strip that usually you can find for free, but you might need to buy them, um, order them online or find them at a pharmacy. Um, and then just, you just pH, it'd just be like a pH strip. You just dip it in the bag. And because it's a, you know, uh, a solution that's just you know all the cocaine is in there, uh then it should just come up, it should pop up immediately, and then if it's not in there, great, and you can dissolve or you could uh, evaporate the alcohol off and have your cocaine, you know um it does take time, but
3: yeah, but no- a little bit
2: of twenty minutes you know thirty minutes of waiting for something to evaporate, the better for your life is. And other people's lives yeah, are… Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah,
3: no amount of time or money is worth your entire life. You know, if it's like five bucks for a fentanyl test strip and it's going to take you 30 minutes to an hour to test it, it's better to do that than never get to do cocaine again <laughs> if that's your thing. Right. Or watch a yeah, friend die. Or, or watch a friend die. Yeah, that's really important yeah. to know. We're losing that, way too many
2: people <clears throat> from this stuff.
3: Yeah, a ton of artists. So many artists have died from cocaine and like… Or fe- not from… Uh, yeah, people have died from cocaine, but a lot of people have been dying from fentanyl. So it is very real, very scary. You know, the news is not always correct, but it is uh, it is a real thing. Fentanyl is real, and it is out there killing people. And it, yeah, not, not only in cocaine. Um, it, it is also cut into other drugs. But we will get into those other drugs in a later episode. But this it, it, uh, has been Drinking Out of Cups with Raven, Micah, and Ryan. Do you guys have anything you want to plug as we get out of here? Um, Yeah, go to...
2: If you're in the Portland area, go to Noggin Fest. It's a neuroscience outreach event um, at Honey Latte Cafe, 2 p.m. to midnight. It's free. There's going to be real brains that you could come and uh, check out and uh, talk to people. And there's going to be speakers, some neuroscience uh, researchers from Oregon Health and Science University that are going to talk um And wow. there's going to be some live bands performing, some local bands, as well as local DJs. And myself and uh, my friend Andrew are going to be performing uh, back-to-back. So come check it out if you're in Portland.
3: Yeah, and I'll be there live streaming the entire event. So you can meet two-thirds of the podcast if you come to Noggin Fest. What day is it?
2: Uh, Saturday, April 30th.
1: Awesome, yeah. 2 p.m. April 30th, nice.
3: Yeah, everyone should come oh, out yeah. to that. It's in the Portland area. It's going to be really fun. You get to touch brains. Science. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah,
1: dude. That sounds like a blast.
3: Yeah, and I just want to shout out my YouTube channel. It is Raven2Turn at YouTube.com or whatever, however you type that in. You probably just type in Raven uh Raven2 Turn. It's R-A-Y-V-Y-N, the number two T-U-R-N-T. On YouTube. Check it out. I post videos. I just posted a new one. And I was riding my jet ski with my friends, and it was really fun. We got some sick drone edits.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh I watch it. I'm a, I'm a watcher. I like it. Uh, it's pretty great. So check it out. Uh, I'll See, that's for. a live review right we there. We should
2: also shout out. We have really cool friends that are doing van life trips. Burnt Beyond Bounds. Yeah,
3: check them out. Burnt. Yeah. Yeah, it's B-U-R-T so, uh, Beyond Bounds on Instagram and YouTube. Check them out. They're doing van life. If you, that's the kind of thing you uh, are into, they do kind of day-to-day, like what
1: it's like. Day in the life a van life it's super sick you should check it out yeah man they're uh, very funny very interesting they got a couple cute dogs and uh you check them out
3: they got a wicked van they're traveling they've been to Arizona California all over the grid Bur
1: burt. Yeah. coming to a city near you
3: yeah Watch out. Don't get near them though. They bite. <laughs> if you see if you All see right. Bert beyond the, his bounds, don't approach.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it was
3: fun talking with you guys about cocaine. I expected to hear a lot more about cocaine in the future because this is just a cursory glance at the drug itself. We will be in the future covering more of specific history, specific spe- spe- specific events <laughs> through time specific specific, specific events <laughs> through time um a huge episode about the 90s and just the the role that um cocaine played in culture that has influenced the modern day you know so look Did out you say for the
1: that. 90s or the like, 1900s, the 1900s as a whole. The 1900s as oh. a whole. I, I was gonna say, I was <laughs> well, like, you keep and the 90s, the 90s which the, is the, the like, the 90s too. well, I mean, yeah, but the 80s is like peak cocaine. In, like, 80s, 90s, like, and today. Era.
2: Peak cocaine.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, 60s is peak psychedelic, dude. Yeah, we'll mm. talk about it.
2: All right,
3: we'll talk
1: about all of it next time. Not next time. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll
0: but, it will be next eventually.
3: time. Eventually. Wait, no, no. Next week we're talking about the.